Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. One Silver. Let's go, big fella. Are you still there? The Lone Ranger and Toto rode toward the Kansas town of Bartonville. As they approached the rear of the row of buildings that fronted on the main street, they saw five horses at ground hitch behind the bank. Then five men rushed from the bank's back door. All of the men wore black cloth over their faces, and one carried a bulging sack. Hello, the bank robbery. See us. Them shoot. Return the fire. The distance was too great for accurate gunfire, and the bank thieves mounted and spurred their horses toward the west. We'll go after them. Come on, Silver! Startled townsmen who appeared from behind the bank saw seven horsemen heading west, five far ahead of the other two. The Lone Ranger and Toto maintained spaced gunfire as they reduced the lead of the outlaws. Then one of the crooks suddenly clutched his arm. You hit one, Kimasabi. We're getting with him. Oh! Toto, hold it, hold it. Hold it, hold it. 
idiot. Steady, Toto. I'll hold you in the saddle. Uh, crooks escape? We'll deal with them later. Let me look at that wound. More gunfire. Townsmen are firing at us. Running this way. Then think we part a gang. Yes. Can you ride as far as the woods? Tell me ride. Good. We'll get away from the townsmen, then dress your wound. Monsieur! It was a simple matter to escape the townsmen and find a place beside a stream in the nearby woods where Tonto's scalp wound could be given the necessary attention. The Lone Ranger cleansed the wound, applied a healing salve, then bandaged it. There, Tonto. Feel better? Uh, it's all right now. But you used up all the bandage. We'll get more bandage and other medical supplies at the first opportunity. Do you uh, feel able to ride? Uh, me all right. Since we came here, I saw men pass the woods in pursuit of the crooks and return empty-handed. Apparently, they lost the trail. Maybe we find trail. We'll do our best. To discourage pursuit, the bank robbers traveled over rocky ground, and the Lone Ranger and Tonto, skilled as they were in reading signs, found it difficult to follow the trail. They made poor time, but they kept going until darkness closed in. They were then within sight of the town of Jarvis. We'll keep going, Toto. Not camp for night? Yes, we'll camp nearby. But first, I want to find a doctor and replenish our medical supplies. Come on. Get him up, scout. Presently, moving slowly along the dark, deserted street... The two men drew rein in front of a two-story house on a corner. Who's in this A lamp-lit sign beside the door said Dr. Doyle, and a white placard in a first-floor window bore the words, Dr. In. Easy, said a big fella. Wait here, Tonto. Ah. Dismounting, the Lone Ranger peered through the window and saw that the doctor's office was occupied only by an elderly man who sat at a desk. He went inside. Dr. Doyle? Yes, and the doctor? Please don't misunderstand my mask. Your mask doesn't concern me. I'm interested in people's ailments, not the faces. What ails you? Nothing. I like to buy bandage, gauze, and antiseptic. I sell a complete kit of supplies for three dollars. That should be just the thing. I'll get you one. Good. As Dr. Doyle crossed the office to a shelf, the masked man glanced at the desk and saw a magnifying glass and a small object which the physician evidently had been examining. It was a silver bullet. You'll find this kit is quite complete. Good. Here's the money. Yes. Doctor, isn't that a silver bullet on your desk? Oh, I... I thought it was silver. Did you take it from a man's right arm? Why do you ask? I think it came from the arm of a man who took part in a bank robbery in Bartonville today. What makes you think so? I'm sure it's one I fired at the escaping bandits. You? You fired a silver bullet? Yes. Here's a cartridge from my gun belt. Compare the bullets. This is... This is very strange. Will you tell me where to find the man from whom you took the bullet? No. It's none of your business. Furthermore, it would be unethical. Is it ethical to shield the crooks and leave them free to rob and kill innocent people? Who are you? People call me... The Lone Ranger. Yes, I suspected that when you gave me this cartridge. I've heard about you. I'd, I'd like to confide in you, but I... 
Well, I don't know what to do. I must think it over. Very well, Doctor. I'll leave you with your conscience and return if you want me to. Will you? Yes. I'll look for a signal in your window tomorrow night. A signal? What kind of a signal? Oh, I have it. This placard in the window. Doctor in. Yes. If it's upside down in the window, it will mean that I'm here alone and want to talk to you. All right, Doctor. Tomorrow evening, if your sign is upside down, I'll be here. After the Lone Ranger left, the doctor sat down at his desk. And a moment later, his adopted son, a pale young man with feverish eyes, came down a stairway and into the office. He carried his right arm in a sling, and in his left hand, he held a gun. David, I thought you'd go into bed. No, I... Been listening at the head of the stairs. What are you doing with that pistol? With that outlaw here, I thought it might be needed. Put it into my desk drawer. There. David, I'd, I'd like to talk to you. Please sit down. Yes, sir. You call that masked man an outlaw? He is. I was looking through my bedroom window when he dismounted in front of the house. I recognized him even in the moonlight. He's the bank robber who shot me. He is? Yes. I told you what happened. I was standing outside the Bartonville Bank when those crooks ran out shooting. One of their bullets hit my arm. And I'm sure it was fired by the man who just left here. He claims he's the Lone Ranger. Yeah, I heard him. But that's not true. He's one of the bank robbers. He showed me a silver bullet like the one I took from your arm. Oh, he probably gets away with a lot of crimes by showing silver bullets and passing himself off as a Lone Ranger. Yes. David, I'd, I'd like to believe you. You'd believe me if I were your own son instead of an adopted one. Don't say that, David. You know very well I've been more than fair with you. I've indulged your whims and been patient with your vices. Vices? Oh, you mean gambling. I promised to quit gambling and I've kept my promise. I wonder. Dad, please don't tell that masked crook about me. I'll bet I know why he's looking for the man he shot. He knows I saw him. And he wants to kill me so I can't identify him as one of the robbers. I hadn't thought of that. When he's caught, I'll go into court to identify him. But please don't tell him about me. But if he is the thief, perhaps we should tell the sheriff. No, no. His gang would kill us. Besides, you must consider your ethics. Very well, David. I'll keep your secret. We'll let the law worry about the bank robbery. I hope I'm doing the right thing. Now, go to bed and rest your arm. The Lone Ranger and Tonto camped just inside a woods, not far behind Dr. Doyle's home. They saw the lights in the house go out, and a short time later, the moonlight revealed a man riding out of the physician's stable. Tonto said, Him got arm in sling. Yes, his right arm. We let him get a short distance ahead, then follow him. All right, we'll saddle the horses. About an hour later, Dave Doyle was one of five men seated at a table in a cabin in the nearby hills. With him sat the ex-convicts Cash Hanna and Dirk Nasby and the Gaines brothers, Tom and Larry, who operated a gambling place in town. Those savage dogs stood guard outside. The faces of the men showed fear as Dave told of the Lone Ranger's visit to the doctor's home. When Dave was through, 
Cash Hanna said... Boys, we'll have to get the Lone Ranger or he'll get us. Right, Dirk? That's right, Cash. He and the engine almost caught us in Bartonville. Yeah, I thought I hit that engine with a bullet. You probably did, Larry. When I saw him with the horses in front of the house, his head was bandaged. Yeah, just brushed him, I guess. The Lone Ranger and his pal must have been trailing us before we robbed the bank. Hey, then maybe they'll trail us here. They can't take us by surprise while the dogs are on the job. We're safe here. Yeah, but we can't stay here forever. The Lone Ranger's got to die. Dave, you should have plugged him when he was in your house. I couldn't shoot straight with my left hand. Why didn't you follow him when he left and let us know where he's came? I couldn't leave the house until after Dad went to bed. Ah, excuses. Well, I... Wait, I... wait a minute, boys. I've got an idea. I know how we can get the Lone Ranger. I don't hanker to shoot it out with him. He'll have no chance to use his guns. Dave, didn't you tell us that Doc would upend his window sign if he wanted the Lone Ranger to call tomorrow evening? Yes. But Dad promised me he wouldn't do it. Now, listen... Can you figure a way to send the old doc out of town on a fake call? That'd be easy. I often take messages when he's making house calls, but I... Good, good. Now, late tomorrow afternoon, you send him on a ranch call. It'll keep him away for a few hours. After he leaves, we'll all go to the house. We'll put his card in the window upside down. Hey, that's it, Cash. The Lone Ranger will see the card and go into the house. And we'll be there to shoot him. No, no, we can't do it. Why not? What about Tano? If he's there, we'll shoot him too. But if the Lone Ranger's killed in the house, I'll get the blame. Blame for what? Who knows he's the Lone Ranger? Stick to your story that he's one of the bank robbers. Say he came to kill you so you couldn't identify him and you shot in self-defense. Say you shot with your left hand. You'll be a hero around town. No, no. Now, what's the matter? I don't like the idea. You're yellow. I'm not yellow. I went through with my part in the holdup and I didn't get a cent. You got plenty out of it. Sam and I tore off your IOUs at our gambling place. That's the only reason I went with you on that bank job. I did it to pay off those gambling debts. Now you want me to get mixed up in a murder. We've got to get rid of the Lone Ranger. And you're going to help. No, I don't want to get in any deeper. You're in this with us and you can't back out. I was a fool to gamble in the first place. Too late to think of that. You heard the plan. Yes, but I won't go alone. Here's some more. Stop, stop slapping my face. That's just the beginning unless you stick with us. You murderer. How about it, Doyle? You with us, or do you need more persuasion? I... Give me that arm. Let go. Now, you with us, or do we break your good arm? Uh, let go. You gonna stick with us? Yes, yes. Yeah. Now you're being smart. Doyle, don't you forget our plan. We'll be watching for the doc to leave town tomorrow afternoon. And if anything goes wrong, you'll get another slug. But this time it won't be silver, and it'll be in your head instead of your arm. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had followed the man with the injured arm to the hideout in the hills. Hearing the dogs when Dave entered the cabin, they withdrew to a point where they could watch the building from behind brushwood bordering the moonlit trail without arousing the guardian animals. Presently, they heard the distant dogs again. Look, Tonto. They saw the cabin door swing open, and a moment later, the man with his arm in a sling was riding toward them. What we do, Kimasabi? Now, Scout. We'll stop him when he gets here. Easy, easy Scout. Fella. Easy, fella. Him look like fella you shooting on. I think he's the one. Get ready, Tonto. I'll cover him while you grab his reins. Now, Miss Abby. Come on, Silver. Get him off, Scout. Right in, you're covered. What is it? Oh, get your good arm up. Yes, Don't shoot me. Sit still in the saddle and keep your voice down while I see if you're armed. I'm not armed. What do you want? Why'd you stop me? You have a lot to talk about, but not here. Right, you may lower your hand. Where are you taking me? Deeper into the hills. Lead his horse, Tonto. I'll ride behind him. Come, Scout. Come, Father. Come on, sir. <laughs> After about a mile of riding, the Lone Ranger and Tonto halted with their frightened captive in a moonlight-flooded valley. Easy, steady, big fellow. All right, you dismount. Yeah. All right. What are you going to do to me? That depends on how truthfully you answer questions. What's your name? I, I'm David Doyle. The doctor's son? I'm an adopted son. He, he adopted me when I was a baby. Did he take a silver bullet out of your arm? He... Uh, well... Answer me. Yes, he did. You know who I am? Yes. You're the Lone Ranger. I heard you talking to Dad. Then you know I'm the man who shot you. I know you're one of the men who robbed the Bartonville Bank. Well, I help. Name but the others. Please, mister. I... I already know Cash and Dirk. There were two more. They're the Gaines brothers. They're on a gambling place in Jarvis. They're the ones who planned the robbery. They had it all set. They even had a hideout for Cash and Dirk. Is that the place you just left? Yes. Uh, I'll tell you everything. I'm in so deep now that... Why did you go to the hideout? I went to warn those crooks that you were on their trail. I knew if they were caught, they'd name me. Uh, I didn't want that to happen. I thought they might leave here to escape you. But instead, they intend to kill you. Many crooks have tried that. Is the stolen money in the hideout? Yes. But the place is guarded by dogs. They'll warn the crooks if anyone goes near. You'd be shot on sight. So would anyone else who tried to capture those outlaws. Wouldn't my death have solved your problem? I don't want anyone killed. I didn't want to be a thief. I am not sharing in the stolen money. Then why did you help rob the bank? The Gaines brothers promised to call off my gambling debts if I helped. It was the only way I could pay them. But now, oh, I wish to heaven I'd never done it. I mean, deeper than ever, they'll, they'll kill me unless I help them murder you. What can I do? Is there any way out? I, Dave, I Dave, know. you better pull yourself together and tell me everything you know. Dave was glad to unload his burden of guilt. He told about the robbery and the way he'd lied to his foster father. Then he revealed the outlaw's plan to murder the Lone Ranger. When he finished, he sighed with relief and said, Now you know everything. Dave, you've been weak, but you might be able to redeem yourself. I'll do anything you say. Would you fight on my side? Y yes. Then we'll make some plans of our own. Tell me this. Is your father's stable connected to the house? Yes. 
There's a door opening into it from the office. That's what I thought. Is there a hayloft in the stable where Tonto and I might hide? Yes. And there's a shed nearby for your horses. Good. We'll go there tonight. What do you want me to do? Return home and go to bed. Tomorrow, do just as you agreed. You mean send my father out of town and let those crooks into the house? Yes. After that, Tonto and I'll handle the situation. It was late the following afternoon when Dr. Doyle returned from several calls in town and halted his horse and buggy behind his home. He saw Dave waiting at the door of the stable. Hi there, Dave. Hello, Dad. Here's a message signed by Jeb Pierce. Oh, let me see. I thought I'd better give it to you before you stabled the horse. Little tarnation. Jeb's had an accident. That's what the message says. Must be a bad one. Jeb wouldn't ask me to go all the way to his ranch for anything trivial. The uh, man who asked me to send you there said it was mighty important. Well, it's all in the life of a doctor. You'll probably be gone about three hours. Yep, at least that. Well, goodbye, son. Goodbye. Get up there. Dave watched his foster father turn the buggy and start the long trip. Then he entered the stable. As he closed the door, he called to the Lone Ranger and Tonto, who had been in the loft since the previous night. He's gone. We'll meet you in the office, Dave. Without waiting for the masked man and Indian, Dave hurried through a door that opened from the stable directly into the doctor's office. In the desk drawer, he found the gun placed there by the physician. He hid it in the sling that supported his right arm, then turned quickly as the door from the stable swung open. Come on in. Close the door, Toto. Uh-huh. Are we alone in the house, Dave? Yes. Then we'll prepare for the showdown. At that moment, Cash, Dirk, and the Gaines brothers, watching from the concealment of brushwood beyond the edge of town, saw the doctor driving past. <laughs> there goes the doc on his wild goose chase. Yeah, young Doyle's done his part. Now, as soon as it gets dark... We'll go to the house and wait for the Lone Ranger. In the doctor's office, the Lone Ranger observed three doors in a side wall. He said, I know that door leads to the stable. What about the others? This one opens into a small closet. And the stairs to the second floor are behind this one. Otto, you wait in the closet. I'll wait on the stairs. Leave the doors open about an inch. Oh, me savvy. Dave, you better sit at the desk until the crooks arrive. And don't try to double-cross us. When darkness gathered, Dave lighted a lamp. And a short time later, the front door was opened cautiously. Cash Hanna peered into the office with a gun in his hand. Is the coast clear? Doesn't it look that way? Mm. Come in, boys. Seeing no one in the room but Dave, the crooks relaxed and lowered their heavy guns. Well, this setup looks all right to me. Yeah, let's get that sign in the window so the Lone Ranger will walk into the trap. Oh, but hey, what? Drop your gun. He's here. He got you covered. The engine. Dave, you double-crosser, I'll kill you. Oh, my arm. 
anyone else want gunplay? Don't shoot. My hands are up and mine. Hold your fire. My arm's busted. Now you know how hard a silver bullet hits. We'll get you for this double cross, Dave, if it's the last thing we do. Right. Where you're going, you'll not get anyone. Stand against that wall, all of you. Otto, pick up their gun. My arm. We get them. Meanwhile, Dr. Doyle had returned unexpectedly, and while in the stable heard the shots, as the outlaws sullenly backed against the wall, the physician holding a heavy gun rushed through the door. What's going on here? The amazed doctor halted in front of Dirk. Get out of my line of fire! Get back, Dad! I got him! Dirk sprang forward, wrested the gun from the doctor's grasp, then circled his throat with his left arm. Now the doc's my shield. One move and I'll break his back with a bullet. Now shoot at me and you kill the doc. Good work, Dirk. Now, Lone Ranger, you and the engine, drop your guns. Oh, don't do it. I said drop those guns. While the four crooks watched and waited for the masked man to obey Dirk's order, Dave drew the hidden gun from his sling and fired. Ah! Dirk staggered back from the doctor, gasped, and fell to the floor. That does it. Uh, Dave, you fired that shot yesterday. I lied to you. The masked man is a lone ranger. Stand back, doctor. I'll cover these crooks while Tano ties them. Uh, me time. Two of them are wounded. I should attend to them. You better wait until we're sure they're harmless. Dave, it's time to bring in the sheriff. Shall I go for him? Yes. While you're gone, I have a few things to say to your father. All right. I knew something was wrong when I learned that the message from Jeb Pierce was a forgery. How did you learn that? Well, soon after I left here, I met Jeb on his way to town. Oh, then, of course, I hurried back, and when I heard the shooting... You I... rushed in and would have spoiled everything if Dave hadn't redeemed himself. Let me tell you about your son. When the sheriff returned with Dave and several deputies to take charge of the bank robbers, he nodded at the doctor and grinned at the masked man who stood near the open door to the stable. Dave uh, told me about you, mister. Good. That saves explanation. And he took us to the hideout where we picked up the stolen cash. That's why we were so long getting here. I told the sheriff everything, including my part. Dan, I have a lot to confess. The masked man told me everything, Dave. Including your desire to make a new start. I mean that, Dad. I... Uh... When I get out of prison, I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to make you proud of me. That makes me happy, son. After ten years as sheriff, I've seen the way the law works, and I got a feeling that Dave's help in capturing these crooks is going to go a long way towards making his sentence a light one. That's what I thought, Sheriff. Kimosabe, horses ready. Well, Tonto's waiting. And thank you. Thanks for everything. I'll be expecting big things from you, Dave. I'll not let you down. Nor you, Dad. I'll make good for you and the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, and directed by Fred Flowerday. Tonight's drama was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.